आई वी एम Hello everyone, welcome to Tech Careers in the New, the new podcast series presented by Accenture. I'm your host Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay. In this podcast series, we'll get you the latest and greatest in the world of technology that's shaping the future of business as we know it. We're talking intelligent platforms, cloud, AI, blockchain, extended reality and a whole lot more. Every fortnight on Wednesdays, we'll have for you a hot topic with expert speakers from Accenture. talking about top trends in the space how these are changing the world and creating growth across industries and more importantly we'll tell you how you can learn more build your skills and expertise to grow and stay relevant in your career so we're here today to talk about quality engineering now quality engineering in today's world is a very important space to sort of explore it's actually something which a lot of people don't know too much about what do you mean by quality engineering it's essentially a process that focuses on making sure that whatever you're doing goods and services uh whatever you're designing whatever you're developing they're all made to sort of meet consumers expectations and requirements in recent years there have been a lot of traditional approaches to this it's always been sort of a field of testing originally that it was called uh but that's sort of been disrupted it's been disrupted with things like devops intelligent automation a lot more digital applications being built in the world delivery timelines have shrunk from months to weeks and now sometimes a few days in which things have to sort of go out and be production ready which is why testing has you know really shifted and especially in the software development life cycle testing has become a science which now has scaled and evolved into becoming what we call quality engineering so we need to recognize exactly what has happened in this space recognize how data has changed uh, software development itself and to explain all this of course we have with us the experts today uh, mahesh venkatraman managing director testing and quality engineering along with sundar nochilur senior manager testing and quality engineering at accenture welcome to the show mahesh sundar thank you so much for being here hello thank you so much for having us hello Yes, great to have you and of course uh, we would love to hear a little more about your individual backgrounds and uh before we jump into the space of of course what this domain is all about. So could you give us a little bit of your uh history into how you got into this space? Yeah, so I have uh, 30 years experience in the IT industry and I have uh, worked on multiple areas like embedded programming, product development, uh in uh, IT transition management, telecom products. last uh, 10 years i've been in the in testing industry and uh, i've been responsible for large delivery programs uh, for transitioning large scale testing programs to uh, accenture and the last couple of years we've been focusing a lot on what is next in testing and we call it quality engineering right. uh, which is infusing a lot of engineering and technology into the science and art and the craft of testing right wow sundar so um i have about 23 years in uh, it industry experience and uh, i started off as a data person analytics uh, it was called data warehousing in those days um and about 10 11 years ago i got into testing data because um, um the way you test normal applications doesn't work with data so i got into data testing and then gradually moved into applying analytics in testing So there's a lot of data that's being generated. How do you analyze it and uh, 
make it more interesting. So that's what I do right now, applying analytics and testing. That's interesting because uh, again, when I, uh, you know, heard about what we're going to talk about today, uh, I understand that it's a, again, a very large domain where it involves a, a bunch of disciplines, right? Uh, you mentioned testing, it's now quality engineering, uh, you mentioned testing on data, uh, whereas normally uh, you would assume testing is with, let's say, products or solutions or, you know, uh, delivery. It's it's a function of the delivery part of uh, of, of software, right? Uh, could you give us a little history of how this has evolved, this space has evolved? Yes, uh, testing has been traditionally considered to be a very routine task-oriented exercise, which, has, which involves uh, running test cases, running test cases in a very routine manner. So when we started this, you know, more than three decades ago, the discipline was all about, um, you know, it was like a craft wherein testers are called upon to manually execute test cases. And then as things picked up, as systems became more complex, um, we started seeing uh, some tools in the market which uh, records the actions taken by the human and then place it back. But still it was quite, I would say, very routine and dumb. Uh, those tools were not very intelligent. And as uh, time progressed, we saw more tools that um, that enabled a tester uh, to become a programmer and start to program those uh, and mimic those human uh, actions on the keyboard and uh, do validations on the screen. And so on and so forth, uh, those tools became more and more sophisticated, more and more programmable, that uh, they needed more and more skills, engineering skills. And we also saw tools for performance testing, for uh, managing test cases, for uh, data-driven testing. In the last couple of years, there is a lot of focus on making testing more and more intelligent in the sense, you know, how to quickly convert manual test cases to automated scripts, uh, how to uh, use, uh, uh, you know, machine learning and data science and artificial intelligence to optimize testing, to discover certain behavioral patterns, discover architectural behavior and make testing more and more intelligence driven, mm -hmm. uh, very similar to the central intelligence agencies, you know, who are not waiting for some incident to occur, but rather predicting like a James Bond, right? He goes after the baddies by smelling them out, right? Yeah. By by, kind of, you know, getting them out of their yeah. hidden areas and then neutralizing them. So for us, bugs are the enemies and we use technology and tools to, you know, follow the scent of a bug and arrest those bugs. We are bug arresters. Wow, that's a very interesting take on the space. And I'm going to ask you a little bit more about how exactly James Bond in the modern tech world works. But... Uh, Coming to a little bit of uh, what you mentioned about data itself, one of the things of uh, what you're talking about is, of course, testing after something has been decided, uh, what you've built and what the outcome should be. Uh, could you elaborate on what kind of data testing you're talking about? So uh, there are two things, testing the data and using data for testing, both the aspects. So if you're talking about testing the data, see, um, there's large volumes of data. And in testing, one important thing is coverage. So if it is functionality, I can measure coverage easily. There are 10 features, 20 buttons. So, you know, I can say I have covered so many functionalities, I have not covered. So I can measure coverage. But in data, how do you measure coverage? Are you going to, for example, if you have, um, if you have a customer uh, management system and there are a million customers, are you going to check every record or are you going to take a sample? 
how are you going to do that sample and what are you going to check within that sample so data testing is um getting the coverage in data testing is not easy unless you know what you are looking for what kind of problem patterns you are looking for so a uh, data testing has its own methodologies and techniques now coming to applying uh, using data for testing now if we had infinite resources we could test everything and yeah. reality is we don't there are constraints so in the given time within the given constraints how do i test what really matters and that is where data comes comes in i can look at historically what types of requirements fail what types of functionalities fail or which developer tends to create what type of issues so today a lot of data is generated even in software engineering yeah. so we can analyze this data and figure out patterns and then use that to see how to test what to test in what sequence and when and so on so that is the applying data in testing aspect interesting uh, you mentioned that there's a lot of uh, the, the space has obviously evolved and there's a lot of this whole proactive predictive uh, nature to the whole uh, automation testing or uh, uh, the processes followed so what what would you say is the current uh, uh, status of how things are and could you also maybe elaborate with a specific example of how uh, something was implemented in this Yes. So, uh, what uh, we are doing now is we are uh, doing two things. One is uh, redefine the problem, and redesign the solution. If testing is uh, defined as a problem, which is execute test cases, it's a fairly a simple problem. Just automate the test cases. If testing is seen as uh, an important, um, you know, activity that provides uh, actionable insights and intelligence into the system and system's readiness to go live, then it opens up a whole new set of uh, solution possibilities then it is not just automation it is a data driven approach it is modeling and simulation it is using machine learning to optimize uh, just like google does search we have search optimization for defects it's like a treasure hunt in this room if there are you know five Uh, treasure objects you don't go about uh, checking every nook and corner in this room you do you follow an algorithm something that is that is based on your expertise in in searching mm-hmm. but in in the realm of testing uh, this has to be done in a very uh, you know tool driven way a technology driven way and that's where search optimization uh, possibilities using machine learning data driven techniques help that i spoke about modeling and simulation right yeah. you have to be able to model certain behavior uh, uh you know the real time behavior in the lab and be able to simulate certain conditions that happen in the real world and uh, derive certain insights into how system is being used how the system tends to fail how the system is behaving in a very suspicious manner very similar to the the james bond and the you know the intelligence agencies mm-hmm. so we are not like cops who are waiting for crime to happen we are like the intelligence agencies which are in the business of prediction the business of understanding behavior and then looking for anomalies and then neutralizing those bugs even before they happen of course there are bugs which are very difficult to find and we do tend to you know we they they tend to only be um, you know discovered after the failure happens mm-hmm. so we are talking about technologies like machine learning artificial intelligence modeling and simulation programming techniques uh, latest and the greatest of programming languages like scala python and uh, java and the latest languages then we have uh, monitoring tools we have 
um, uh, you know, application monitoring tools and anomaly detection, sh- uh, detection tools. Then we have obviously the traditional tools like test management and uh, automatic launch of test cases and automatic automatic reporting. The above all the visualization, the old method of using graphs and um, you know, um, graphs and charts are now giving way to actionable visualization, right? The visualization that is very much similar to uh, uh, airliner cockpit that provides the pilot real-time information that is helping the pilot to take action. In this particular case, it helps the tester and the developer to take the right action to be able to neutralize those bugs, to be able to discover those bugs, to fix them and go live uh, in a very quick way with very high degree of quality and reliability. Yeah. So, in fact, that's that's one of the objectives of a, of this process, right? To make sure that whatever has been built, like from a from a technology perspective, from a solution perspective, is does actually serve the purpose it was built for and is error free and you know you can go live in a certain time period time is essentially business uh, so what do you, what can you give us a, a elaboration of let's say how this actually helps i mean how the processes today at accenture at you know in the kind of in this field that to the that, uh, the industry follows enables businesses to sort of get that result out, uh, in, get that product out in time. Yes. So, um, other thing that I, you know, that is related to what I just spoke was, um, you know, often systems are, uh, they go live uh, with a lot of hidden defects, latent defects. You know, often we find that when we are uh, doing uh, net banking, suddenly the system goes down, mm-hmm. but then uh, that would have been tested. But then why did it go down? Because often there are hidden latent defects that are not found by the conventional methods of testing. In Accenture, we are looking at those, uh, by, you know, those technologies and tools that help us unearth those those hidden baddies within the system. For example, uh, other uh, example is um, how can the system, the IT system or the product, uh, directly positively impact the business goals of the organization. For a trading organization, we were able to provide insights to improve the architecture so that their daily trading volumes increase uh, from 100 million per day to 120 million per day by giving very valuable insights to the CIO uh, so that the architecture reliability can be improved through some remediation techniques. So it's not about just uh, finding bugs and reporting them. It's also providing them insights into what is causing the bottlenecks, what is causing the business goals to be not met and what does it take to meet those goals. So so one example is, see, uh, traditionally testing has been I have a requirement, I test it against it. Right. But what about uh, requirements that you cannot think about? Example is, um, you know, for uh, one application, uh, the client cl- uh, complained that the system goes down at 12, around 12 noon. Mm. And we are not able to simulate it because in a test environment, we don't know the logic. Why does it go down at 12 noon? Yeah. So we took the log files of the application and we realized that around 11.45, people start using the F5 key, which is a refresh. Mm-hmm. And they realized that if all of them do it at the same time, the system goes down and they can go for an early lunch. <laughs> so this cannot be written in any requirements document. So then, you know, we had to, it took, you know, it, I've made it very simple, but it took a lot of analysis to figure out what caused it. And then we had to go and disable that F5 key 
so that they couldn't bring down the system. So things like this go beyond testing. This is where your analytical skills, your um, your uh, aptitude, your data skills all come into play. And it's not just routine. I create a test case and execute it. Right. You need to think how you would break a system and write test. You know, test in the, in such a way that you break the system, not to pass the system. The right. intention of testing is to break it, which means you need to think destructively to figure out, you know, how people can use it and prevent them from doing it. Wow! In fact, that means the the human aspect of this is very much uh, very much there because uh, I don't think any machine, even the best of AI today, can uh, simulate a I would say a negative uh, human intent. Right. I mean, uh, we have. I don't know if that's already there. And, uh, and the other thing is bias. Today, you know, uh, data is being used for everything. Yeah. So uh, there are regulations against bias. So if my, I, I cannot, I cannot reject an application based on somebody's ethnicity. In in the Western yeah. world, it's a big thing. You know, uh, we we have we don't have much ethnicity. You know, different races. Diversity. Here, but, yeah, yeah. But in that aspect. I cannot uh, uh, reject an application based on somebody's ethnicity, or I cannot arrest somebody based on somebody's ethnicity and so on. So um, how do you test for these? Because whatever data we have, they have patterns. Mm -hmm. And if I generate certain models based on patterns and implement it, it might be biased. The algorithm itself might be biased because it's a simple thing is when you say um, nurse, you associate it with a female. Mm. And when you say a cook, you associate it with a female. So, and also doctor is associated with a male because that is how the algorithms have picked it up. Yeah, that's know? what the data has shown. But if I use data. this, it can be held against the organization. It can lead to brand image. It can lead to financial penalties. So, these kind of things also need testing. Right. So, how do you test it? And in fact, interesting thing is ISRO was stopped 56 minutes before the launch because of testing. So it's not, yeah. you know, testing is the most important thing and it's it's not routine. It needs a lot of intelligence. It, does, it needs a lot of creativity. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so we call it quality engineering because, uh, you know, it leads to quality outcomes. Right. Quality outcomes in the way requirements are uh, defined and uh, how, how the requirements will lead to uh, business quality goal outcomes quality outcomes in the way that design is being done and ensuring that impact of design choices are optimized because in design you make choices and in any choice there is uncertainty, right? When there is uncertainty, you need optimization of uh, those various permutation combination of, of design uh, decisions, right? And then you have uh, optimization, you have quality outcomes in terms of the end goals, you know, for example, I spoke about this uh, daily trading volumes to be increased from 100 million to 120 million, right? So, so a testing is now all about quality outcomes. And mm -hmm. quality engineering is an engineering-driven way of ensuring those quality outcomes are assured. Right. In fact, uh, and, and that's where your deep knowledge of also every technology you're testing for, right, also comes into play because uh, you can't test unless you know how it was built. You can't test unless there's also a business aspect to it you can't test unless you know how the do how the product is going to be used so my next question would be to both of you to like what are the current challenges in this domain for not just end customers and clients and uh, you know uh, people who you deliver results for uh, but also what kind of talent would you be looking for to join this industry and overcome those challenges yeah. So the uh, current challenges for clients today is that uh, networks are becoming the architectures and systems are becoming more and more heterogeneous. 
multiple technologies coming together to realize uh, the IT, uh, you know, goals, right? So there is a huge problem with reliability and resilience. We've seen this, you know, sometimes you want to uh, use an app, it doesn't work. It's not that it has not been tested. Uh, you want to open up a banking uh, site or uh, or whatever, right? You go to a website, e-commerce or banking. Everything is okay. Suddenly, it doesn't work. Yeah. Now, it is it is not about single system. It's a multi multi system coming together. It's like a mob. Uh, when the mob gets together, you know the adverse outcomes in 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 sociology, right? Yeah. In the realm of technologies, when multiple technology units come together, they just fail. Yeah. Right. So the biggest pl- uh, problem for customers is obviously resilience, reliability, and availability. And there is no easy formula for it. It is you cannot uh, process your way into solving the problem. Yeah. Now, on the skill side, uh, we are looking at people with first of all a high degree of passion, high degree of curiosity, high degree of technical curiosity, how things work, and not only that, how things fail. Mm-hmm. We want people to think, how can this fail? And to me, that's a, I would say, a personal trait. Then we have, we need skills, people with skills in programming, high degree of programming skills, logical thinking, uh, logical thinking, lateral thinking, because, you know, when you want to th- make people think how it fails, it's a lateral thinking, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, we need people with uh, good data orientation, how data can be used to analyze Patterns and behavior, connections, how things are connected together. I saw this yesterday. Oh, this is the reason why this is being observed today, right? And then we need people, of course, I said machine learning, uh, artificial intelligence. We need people with high degree of uh, general tooling. We need people with high degree of uh, architectural skills. We need people who can uh, use application, uh, you know, monitoring tools. Uh, and then we need people uh, who can build visualization tools. So pretty much everything. So yeah. anything that you see in technology, we need those skills today. Yeah. Because testing is another world in itself to validate the world that we use. Yeah. So whatever you use in the real world, we need a mini replica of it in the testing world. Very fascinating. Testing is the way to go. Wow. Building careers. Wow. So actually, we need all those skills, but not in multiple people. We need, we need <laughs> them multiple in the same. skills in, in one person. Because earlier, you know, a few, maybe 10 years ago, we had a mainframe tester. We had a SOAR tester. That doesn't work anymore because like Mahesh said, things come together and you need to test when things come together. Individually, systems work, but when they come together, that's when they fail. So we need, you know, the tester needs to be multi-skilled technically. Multidisciplinary. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like I know only uh, mainframes, I cannot do the other part. Right. You you need to be ready to learn. You don't have to become an expert in everything. You need to learn enough so that you can understand the end-to-end thing and test it. So, yes. yeah. so that brings us to a very important trait that we want uh, you know our people to develop and we want our people to join, which is uh, I know a comfort with a degree of ambiguity and uncertainty. It is not about I know it. It's about saying, I don't know, but I'll figure it out, mm-hmm. right? I mean, coming to James Bond movie, right? I mean, we all have seen the movie Skyfall. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that opening uh, uh, shot. Take the shot. Take the bloody shot, mm-hmm. right? See, it's all about in real world, in the world of technology, in the world of testing, it's all about managing uncertainty. In that scene, uh, James uh, Bond is fighting with a baddie. Uh, on top of a train mm-hmm. the train is about to go into a tunnel yeah. and this uh, you know Eve who is uh, another agent the sniper yeah. a sniper has to take a shot and kill the bad guy 
not yes. James. And she's not able to get a clear shot of James Bond, but she's been told by uh, Mr. M or what or that lady yeah. M uh, to take the shot. And she said, I can't see James. I can't, I don't get a clear shot. Yeah. There's an uncertainty and the train is going to getting into the tunnel yeah. and she has to take a decision and she said, take the bloody shot. Yeah. So the decision was taken. It has to be taken. And she took the decision. It was a wrong decision. Yeah. The question is not about right or wrong. The question is, can we be consistent with whatever decision, right? And if she had just again taken the next shot, she could have killed him. Yeah. Be consistent. So in the world of technology and testing, it's all about, I don't know. Let me take a decision right now. Let me go and test it out. Let me go and use this tool, figure it out. And then be consistent with the decision that I have taken. It could be a decision taken for design choice. It could be a decision taken to test uh, certain areas. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. Just, just go on and don't wait for the right answer. That's to me, is a very important uh, trait that we're looking for in the world of testing because it's very uncertain. You don't know what is going to fail. You don't know when you'll get this clean build. You don't know what is a defect. Nothing is written, right? Yeah. You don't know when those defects will be fixed by developers and you don't know what will happen when you go live. You take a decision, you make a recommendation, go live, yeah. take the shot. If it doesn't work, you come back and correct your decision. Right. That's important. And, and it's a continuous it's process. It's a continuous process. Software development itself is a continuous process today, yes. right? Your, your products are never finished. Yes. So, yes, being quality engineers, you know, we are starting to see this that there is no predictability in quality, at least to the extent that uh, we've always wanted. Last 35, 40 years, we've tried to make it very predictable. Now it is not about predictability. It's about, it's not about, you know, not uh, failing. Uh, for example, now they are not talking, they used to talk about mean time to failure, which is what is the mean time between two failures. But they're saying mean time to recover. So so failure is assumed. Failure is assumed in yeah. software, in systems today, especially as you move to cloud. Failure is given as a reality, just like in life. You know, we fail. But it's not about not failing. It's about, you know, how do I detect failure and recover? So in testing also, we are looking at Will the system fail is not the right question. The system, will it be resilient to uh, take uh, care of failures come, yeah. and come back, bouncing back? Yeah, I think that's, that's actually the reality we are faced with. You, you know things will break uh, because there are so many unknowns. Uh, coming back and jumping back into action uh, is what we are looking for. Uh, would you like to add some end thoughts for maybe, you know, people who are looking to join? Like you said, of course, multidisciplinary skills are required. Just to give a last message to everyone who's uh, been in this field, maybe how they can upskill themselves or maybe people who are interested from coming from a background of technology, how they can get into this world of anomalous testing and uncertainty. So one of the things is, um, see, everybody who's been in the industry has some skills. And today, cross-skilling is not that difficult. You have so many online, um, you know, training websites like Coursera and so on. So, and it's free. So yeah. It doesn't take much time or effort to learn something new. You don't have to become an expert, get the exposure to new technologies. See, technical aspect is one. The second thing is your uh, ability to solve problems. Yeah. That doesn't come through training. It comes through practice. So one simple example is there was this soap factory and uh, there was a complaint that they were shipping out boxes without soaps because they had implemented an automation um, yeah, the, that, the that would fill the box yeah. with the soap. And uh, there was a complaint that some boxes were empty. 
and they hired a consultant and they came and gave a proposal that they'll in, you know implement laser and check whether you know how, what is the speed and all those things and it was too expensive they said you know one in thousand boxes is going without a soap should i implement this and um, they were talking about this and the guy in the factory said um, uh, i was not aware of this problem he brought a industry industrial grade fan and put yeah. it next, next next to this machine and it was blowing away the empty boxes yeah. so you know it's one you, you need to know to solve the problem and you need knowledge of the business knowledge yeah. of what you're doing then you know testing is a lot of fun yeah otherwise if you think that i'm doing it um, you know i want to get a job and just write test cases you might not like it but if you want to solve find and solve problems it's like a puzzle and it's a very interesting place yes. to see and, and we're looking for people with high degree of technical skills you know uh, for example architectural skills because often uh, 90% of the field incidents are related to architectural breakdown architectural reliability right so we need people uh, uh, you know the last thing we want people to think is oh testing is just a routine push button you know service which is very dumb and we just kind of sit down and keep pushing buttons and then report yeah. we want testers to be extremely technical in fact more technical than most developers uh, because uh, testing is between our clients and the disaster yeah wow on that note i think i'll take a line from uh, the startup world and say move fast and break things is sort of what the mantra for uh, quality engineering is uh, but yes. and yes absolutely well said but thank you so much uh, gentlemen this much. was a really fun conversation thank you Mahesh and Sundar thank you so much this was a really insightful conversation i think uh, you know like how we were talking about how fast quality engineering has evolved especially in the space of enterprise application testing there is no doubt that this has to be something to be taken seriously and of course is a you know major disruptor in uh, careers in the space today so thank you for those real world examples uh, all the implementations and case studies uh, that you shared with us were really captivating and i i could never think that testing and qe could be made uh, so interesting but it is like you said the role of someone who has to think how things can break and make sure that they don't so thank you for everything that you shared and everything that we covered today i hope everyone listening also of course uh, found this interesting and are inspired to think about careers in the new in this space next episode we'll be talking about cloud until then i'm your host shiladitya on tech careers in the new the podcast series presented by accenture janis what do you think couples did before tv was invented I don't know go for walks on the beach long drives fancy dinners have more sex maybe but what did we do when we decided to move in together we debated between the chromecast and the fire stick we gave up on sleeping early so we could stay up watching true crime shows we got ourselves three cat babies and basically became the cutest couch potatoes around okay then <laughs> in case you guys still haven't got it we are a tv crazy netflix loving binge watching mr and mrs i'm anirudh kuha i'm jana sequera and if like us you snort tv for breakfast lunch and dinner this is the podcast for you Tune in every Thursday on the IVM podcast app or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. This is Mr and Mrs Binge Watch. Did you know that Parsis in Mumbai instead of being left at the tower of silence after they die are now cremated? 
and why because a cow fell sick in the early 1990s did you know that the smog in delhi is caused by something that farmers in punjab do and that there's no way to stop them did you know that there wasn't one gas tragedy in bhopal but three one of them was seen but two were unseen did you know that many well intentioned government policies hurt the people they're supposed to help why was demonetization a bad idea how should gst have been implemented why are all our politicians so corrupt when not all of them are bad people i'm amit varma and in my weekly podcast the seen and the unseen i take a shot at answering all these questions and many more i aim to go beyond the scene and show you the unseen effects of public policy and private action I speak to experts on economics, political philosophy, cognitive neuroscience and constitutional law so that the insights can blow not only my mind but also yours. The Seen and the Unseen releases every Monday. So do check out the archives and follow the show at seenunseen.in. You can also subscribe to The Seen and the Unseen on whatever podcast app you happen to prefer.